Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to ADAPT's Prevention 365 podcast. Prevention is every day and every way. I'm your host, Jessica, with ADAPT. We bring stories and conversations about current issues in relation to drug use prevention in the context of connection, equity, and empowerment. Today, we're talking about mindfulness, and our featured guest is our very own community prevention staff, Tracy Sarwatari, Marlon Pasquale, and Richard Biss. Tracy, may you please introduce yourself? Yes, thank you, Jessica, for having me. My name is Tracy Sarwatari, community organizer here with ADAP in the city of Gardena. Thank you, Tracy. Mr. Marlon, may you introduce yourself? Yes, of course. Uh, my name is Marlon Pasquale. I'm a community organizer here with ADAP in the city of Inglewood. Thank you, Marlon. And then Richard, may you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Richard Viz. I am a community organizer for the city of Carson. And welcome. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, all of you. So today we're talking about mindfulness and why does mindfulness matter in a changing world? So my first question, Tracy, in the ever so changing world that we live in, where are you at in life? How are you adjusting to life with so many changes from working from home and doing things differently because of COVID? Thank you, Jessica, for that question. I think at the beginning of the pandemic, it was a big shift for me because at work I had to adjust to being in the virtual world, getting used to a virtual platform where that's not my comfort. So I've had to adjust to that. Um, Working from home and sharing the space with my two um, adult sons and my husband trying to carve out a space, that was a little challenging um, to say the least and not being able to spend much needed time with my mom Um, was hard. Being away from family was a big shift and adjustment at the beginning of COVID. But now um, things are opening up just a little bit more. I've been able to kind of see my family more. And that's kind of been given me more a sense of peace and helped to kind of refocus me and make me a little bit happier now. I know the Delta variant is still looming but I, I feel like I've adjusted and in, in ways that um, as best I can, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Tracy, for sharing. Yes, I'm hearing that at the beginning, um, it was a little bit unstable. Um, it was a lot of questions um, and I'm glad that you are finding your balance in um, work, family life and the things you do for community prevention. Um, Marlon, how about you? Uh, Where are you at um, in your life and how are you adjusting to working from home and doing things differently? Yeah, uh, I agree with Tracy. It was a big change at the beginning, especially having an infant son. Uh, My son was born in February and everything kind of changed in March of 2020. So uh, the adjustment, while um, a bit difficult when you think about the community organizing work, is you know how do I go into the community? Uh, we were able to adjust virtually. Uh, we have a lot of responses uh, via social media, Facebook, 
uh, Instagram mainly. But apart that, for personally, it's been kind of a, a blessing because I was here, you know, my mother-in-law or my mom taking care of my son. I got to see my son all the time. And especially uh, after work to go on these walks so I can get out of the house, right? Uh, so those are nice memories. Those are things that uh, I don't take for granted, something that it's a blessing in this, as you said, ever-changing time, difficult times. Uh, now uh, you find kind of more of a balance with work. Uh, I appreciate ADAP and all the measures they're taking, uh, the safety measures for us to continue to work at home, but also go to the office. And um, so I appreciate the support that ADAP has given us as a staff. Thank you, Marlon, for sharing. Yes, it was a blessing because it isn't easy to have a son and do a community organizing work. It is difficult. A lot of the work is face-to-face -face and the transition to working virtually is very difficult, but I'm glad that it uh, worked out well for you working from home. Um, Richard, same question. Um, in this ever so changing world that we're living in, uh, where are you at in your life and how are you adjusting um, with working from home? Well, honestly, I think that life right now is ever-changing. You're going to have to be constantly be able to go with the flow, right? You never know what's going to happen next. But, you know, as community organizer, you have that, we have that training experience and was well suited for the challenges that we all have to deal with right now, you know, but it's very important to know your priorities. You know, in my life, my priorities is my family. I have two daughters who are going in high school right now through all of this virtual and reopening. So we got to make sure you got to keep supporting those that you, you know, are close or those that you love. And that's always a positive thing. It makes you feel good, you know? And then when it comes to the work itself, I honestly think that um, everybody's going through things and I've been able to be a source of support for people and that's how i see what i need to do with our community with our youth with our adults you know commonly is to be a source of support for them you know we have our campaigns and everything we need to do but we also need to be supportive and we have to be constantly communicating with our community thank you richard Yes, I, I love how each of you guys shared your personal story on your adjustment with life. And one thing that I pick up from all of you is your, despite the struggles and challenges it was for each and every one of you guys, um, working from home, adjusting to life, I really admire the ambition with continuing to move forward in the work you do in community prevention. So, for my next question, um, for Tracy, how do you meet the demands and challenges of life? How do you stay motivated and present when there is still so much uncertainty in this world? That's a really a good question because I, I found that um, with everything changing and everything in flux and with the 
the scariness of the pandemic at the beginning, I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know where to go for uh, comfort. So I turned kind of inward, not, I didn't socially distance myself completely from everybody, but I turned to my faith. And I found that my faith grew even stronger because I was searching. And so I would um, really pray really hard to make sure that the, the nurses and the doctors were being cared for and praising them for what they were doing, um, caring for the many people that were sick. And, and also throughout the pandemic, I did lose some people that, were, that I knew. I heard of people that um, had sadly passed away because of the virus. And that just hit home to me. And just having my faith be so strong and to strengthen that was really helpful for me to keep me going. And it, it continues to keep me motivated and to keep me kind of centered and focused. So that's really a big part of my growth this in these past couple of years. Wow, Tracy, thank you for sharing. Um, I am so sorry that you lost some friends um, during this past year. And yes, um, faith is a big component, I believe, in faith, too. And um, I really admire your strong passion and your strong connection to God and to continue to just push forward, even though you might not, it might not make sense to you at the moment. Um, but with this, Marlon, how about you? How do you meet the demands and challenges of life? How do you stay motivated and present? Yeah, so as I mentioned, uh, so I have a, at the time was a newborn son, so now he's uh, a little bit over a year and a half. And so it's perspective, right? It's not so much uh, me anymore. You know, I'm his father. He needs me. So when I think of, like, support, you know, so I can be the father, the best father I could be for him, uh, you know, it's reaching out to to my parents. So there's a lot of FaceTime. Uh, I didn't really have my grandparents. That I had two, and they both lived in Guatemala when I was growing up. So seeing my son connect with them on FaceTime and them talking, that's something that really helps. Um, so having that perspective as well. Um, also, uh, my faith, it was kind of challenging because, you know, a lot of times we expect to go to church every Sunday, but with the pandemic and with my son, and I also had my niece and nephew with me, uh, they were very young as well. Um, you know, we would stay home. And so sometimes you have to search yourself as, as Tracy was mentioning. So, uh, that helped maintain, uh, you know, my, my faith and, and who I am to keep me grounded. Um, especially with the demands, right. Uh, you know, we never took a, a break from work, you know, our work continue. Our work is very important and substance abuse prevention and and the connection with the community so you find new ways and uh for me virtually uh social media was a great way to connect with the inward community uh form partnerships and support so i really appreciate that um so rekindle some old uh relationships in inglewood so to kind of help uh you know with the work there but uh, at the end of the day you know my son is my bottom line uh, he's the one that keeps me motivated. He's the one that provides perspective. He's the one that I look forward to on when we clock out. So, yeah, my son is definitely uh, the the main thing in my life that keeps me present and motivated. 
Yeah. Wow. That is so beautiful. Thank you, Marlon, for sharing. Um, similar to Tracy, faith is important for you, but another aspect is family. That is your reason why that you stay motivated and present. It is your baby boy. It is your son, someone to come home to after a hard day of work. Uh, thank you for sharing, Marlon. Uh, Richard, what about you? How do you meet the demands and challenges of life? How do you stay motivated and present? Well, for me, I think one thing is that I have to make sure that I take care of myself, right? You know, I can't be stressed out. I can't go through anxiety and any kind of burden for me. So I try to either accept what's going on or try to release it. How do I do that? I like listening to music. I like exercises and, you know, doing some concentration and just peaceful concentration, right? You know, just hanging out, sitting down and just meditating. To me, meditation is peaceful concentration, you know? And then after I do that, I get all my energy back and then I go, go, go. I start doing the little things or the big things that I like to do. You know, I like gardening for sure. That takes, calms me down. And honestly, I think gardening, one of the biggest lessons in it is that you see the connection in your environment right what's needed for things to grow and to flourish to me that's very positive you know that keeps me going any challenges that comes up you know it just keeps me going and try to be at peace but once i find peace i'm out there i'm happy you know i'm happy and go 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 but you know, the biggest challenge for me, I think, is having to adjust to the news, what's going on. There's been a lot of things happening lately, and also just keeping in touch with family and friends. You know, using the virtual media, phone calls, you know, you got to make sure everybody's all right. So far, God bless, everybody's fine. Wow. Thank you, Richard, for sharing that. I love that. Uh, going back to yourself, taking care of yourself first, how you stay motivated and present is making sure that you fulfill and you bring happiness to yourself first. Um, I really, really, really love that. Thank you all for sharing um, with this question. I would like to go to my next question, and that is, in the past year, Tracy, what have you done to practice mindfulness in your life? Um, let's see. Thinking about that question, there's been a couple of things, as I said, uh, focusing on my faith is one that keeps me grounded and centered. Another has been to take walks. I like just uh, walking around in the neighborhood and just checking out the gardens in my neighborhood, seeing what's growing, seeing what's different that helps to center me and helps me to kind of um, decompress after a day of work, after you know sitting for a long time in front of the computer, meetings after meetings on Zoom. Um, it's a lot for your mind to take. So just to kind of take me away and kind of refocus and get me outside in the fresh air helps to keep me focused and mindful of myself. 
Also, um, I think learning how to cook different meals. You know, I've been really researching a lot of different recipes and trying things out with my family. And that has been fun because my oldest son actually likes to help me in the kitchen. And so we get that time to kind of bond and to kind of talk about food and what we want to eat. And that helps keep us nourished and motivated when it comes to mealtime. So those are some, some things that I, I do to kind of practice my mindfulness. Wow. Thank you, Tracy, for sharing that. Yes. Taking walks, continuing with your faith and cooking wonderful meals are all great ways um, to practice mindfulness. How about you, Marlon? Uh, what have you been doing um, to practice mindfulness in your life with your baby boy? Yeah. Uh, well, like two things that I, I like to do. Um, the first is, is always watching sports. That's always been my thing. So, uh, you know, with my, my son, uh, had, when the Lakers haven't won in, in 10 years and in a couple of weeks, he saw the Lakers win and the Dodgers win. The Dodgers have never won in my lifetime. So to see uh, Julio Urias, Urias to, to throw the last pitch and I had him with me in my arms, uh, that was a, a moment that I won't forget. Uh, but in addition to, to sports and following sports, um, uh, the last month or so I've been going to the gym. That's uh, been really helpful too because it helps me get out of the house, be active, um, kind of clear my mind. So uh, that's a, a way that I've been trying to, you know, also keep healthy. So mentally and physically healthy. So I've been trying to go to the gym lately. So that's one way that I've been trying to practice mindfulness lately. Thank you, Marlon, for sharing. I love that watching sports with your little man and going to the gym and exercising. And one day your little man will be a, a big man and he can go to the gym with you and exercise. So I really love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, Richard, what about you? What have you been doing to practice mindfulness in your life? Well, I, I think that one by one, mindfulness is very important to me. You know, with all so much energy, I have to harness this, right, and become, you know. And I think the biggest thing really is being with my family. You know, a simple hug, a simple greeting, you know, you no need to have a big conversation about how the day went. You know, I think that the sense of feelings and sense of physical affection is very important when it comes to your mind and having calming it down and being able to kind of express yourself right like i said the world things are kind of stressful and crazy but you know there's really easy basic things that you can do and keep doing in order to be mindful and calm so simple things, a hug, you know, sitting down, holding hands, things like that, I think to me is very effective when it comes to being mindful. Instead of overthinking everything, I don't like to overthink about things. Thank you. No, thank you, Richard, for sharing that. Yes, uh, the power of the hug and a simple message on your text message 
um, notifications. I mean, that really brightens your day, especially if you've been going through some struggles and challenges um, in that day. Uh, with this, we are wrapping it up and coming to a close. I'd like to go back to Tracy and ask, would you have any last minute and final thoughts for our listeners with the topic of mindfulness? Um, yeah, I think what I want to say is that mindfulness is a simple thing. It's just being present, being in the moment. Um, you don't have to do anything big. It could be as simple as taking a breath. If you're working in the middle of the day, take a step away from your work. Step outside in the sunshine, take a deep breath, walk to the corner, walk back, and then you're refocused and recentered and ready to move on with your day. It's just just simple things, just staying present and in the moment. Thank you, Tracy, for sharing that to our listeners. What about you, Marlin? Any final thoughts for our listeners on the topic of mindfulness? Yeah, I agree with Tracy. Uh, taking a step back, you know, and that taking that perspective, you know, who are you doing it for? If it's for yourself, that's awesome, you know, uh, for your mental health, your well-being. Uh, if it's for a family member, maybe it's a, a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, um, you know, your, your son or daughter or whomever, uh, you know, take a step back uh, to see who you're doing it for, what motivates you, and to know that we're all connected, right? We're all part of a community. Thank you, Marlon, for sharing. What about you, Richard? Any last and final thoughts for our listeners on the topic of mindfulness? I think what we're talking about today is a very important connection. It has a very important connection to substance abuse prevention, to the drugs and alcohol that's out there. Most people, maybe some people are more, can access these drugs and alcohol easily, right? And during these kind of times, it's their escape. But we showed and we pointed out that there are other things that you can do, positive things, better things than going to the drugs and alcohol. And I think that message stands firm in any situation that you're going through, you know. You don't need to be grabbing all this stuff and maybe leading to worse problems. So listen to what we said and think about it. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Thank you all. You've heard from our very own community prevention. Mindfulness works. It's all about your attitude, your intention, your attention to choose differently and change transformation is possible and that requires your very own kind attention. I want to say thank you Tracy, Marlon, and Richard for being a part of today's episode and thank you everyone for listening. Please join us every Wednesday for new episodes at Prevention 365 podcast on Believe. That's B-L-E-A-B, Spotify, and Apple. You can check out our episodes on youtube.com forward slash ADAP Inc. And that is A-A-D-A-P-I-N-C. People need people. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.